It's cruel that I got to spend so much time with James and Lily and you so little. But know this. The ones that love us never really leave us. Hi, and welcome to the Three Broom Chicks. I'm Jenny. I'm Marianne. And I'm Elizabeth. And it felt so good to say that for the first time in a long time. <laughs> wow. Uh, first time so, recording since welcome. Uh, December. <laughs> yes. But our last episode was released on, I think, January 27th. So yeah. Yeah. it's not our longest hiatus to date. <laughs> but um, this is the love episode, everybody. That was Woo! supposed to come out right around Valentine's Day. Yeah. But what happened, Jenny? If you've been listening to our podcast for any length of time, then you know that we are cursed and things happen to us that we cannot control. Yep. <laughs> so the first the first roadblock that we had to face was Snowmageddon in Texas. Yeah. Oh. I was so scared that Jenny was going to die. Actually, though, a little bit. Yes, Elizabeth was actually quite concerned to the point where she texted me that she did not sleep. Like, Elizabeth was like, I'm going to need you to check in with me every couple of hours. And when I finally did, like, the second day that I was going through this, she was like, okay, cool. Like, I didn't sleep last night. I was so worried about you. I was like, I mean, when you were telling us that your apartment is going down into the (laughs) 40s and 30s inside. Yeah. That so, is worrisome. <laughs> I didn't really post about it on the Broom Chicks. Like, I just hopped on one day and I was like, hey, like, we're delayed because Texas is frozen. Like, I literally can't record right now. But I never kind of explained what was going on. So if you're curious, uh, <laughs> we lost power for, like, several days. I had no way to charge my phone, <laughs> which was the only way to reach people. Um, I am an essential worker, so I had to continue to drive in, like, icy conditions in in Texas, which we are not prepared for like nobody yeah. was like salting the roads i mean they did sand them a couple times but there was one day that i literally could not go to work because my car was sliding on the highway so that yeah. was not fun i mean it's not fun for anybody but it was literally my first time living in that type of weather or being in that type of weather in my whole life so it was and like texas isn't even time. prepared for snow like that they were not prepared for snow like that we are still not prepared for snow like that <laughs> but it makes me angry to talk about it so i'm not going to um but for there was like a long period of time where like we literally just could not record because i did not have power so we couldn't do it um, and then, like, in the weeks after that, I was still dealing with, like, the disaster of, like, getting the zoo back to normal and kind of figuring everything out. And then <laughs> it was just a lot for me personally. Yeah. <laughs> I no. think it also gravitated towards us. Like, me yeah. and Elizabeth, it was just, like, a ricochet of stress that we were it just was. like, ah. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. we're finally back to normal. We are back on track. Yeah, um, we are late today recording because Mary Animals fainted and gave oh me a my heart God. attack. Stop so it! We are Listen. really pulling it together today, ladies. <laughs> yeah. For anyone listening, I'm fine. It's a totally okay. <laughs> Just it was a lot this morning. Jesus, it was. waking up takes a lot of effort. <laughs> But yeah, so we're back to normal. We are on track for the love episode. I would also like it to go on the permanent record that Jenny asked for a hiatus between season two and season three. <laughs> and Elizabeth and Marianne convinced me not to do it. And then literally our lives were like, no, you're going to do it. So we're starting season three now in March. 
in March. It's fine. Super excited. And then well, super excited about it. Um, enjoy us for the few months that you'll have us because then to- yeah. we're going on another hiatus yes, when so- I'm on maternity leave. But hey. it's a good one. And we know that it's planned. So you know in advance that we will be gone. Yeah. Our last two hiatuses, we definitely ghosted you all. Yeah. But this, this one next one, you guys good. know, like, if you're like, oh, man, I haven't heard from the broom jigs and it's like May time. Just know that I practically just gave birth and I shoved a human out of my vagina. So obviously I need some rest. <laughs> Thank you for that. Really That's nice. <laughs> welcome to the world, everybody. OK, let's Pop! get back on track. So welcome to season three. Woo! We're kicking it off. We're still going to do the love episode because I wrote it and we will talk about these things, even though it's not Valentine's Day right now. Um, <laughs> Every day is Valentine's Day. Everyone should love yourself and yes. others. I like this idea. So I just thought it would be fun to talk about love like throughout the Harry Potter series because it's such an important theme through the books. But I wanted to get into like more than just romantic love. So we're going to talk about a couple of different things. Ooh. But before we do that, we're going to go into our outpost. <gasps> Hi, Dranger. Yes. This My is dear. for Amanda. Amanda, if you are listening, Amanda has been like binging our podcast and just Ooh. found out that Hydrangea isn't real. You know oh. what? Listen, she's she is very upset. She's real in our hearts. She's real in our, she <laughs> and, lives in all of us. And technically she is real. She's a real plushie. She that is, is true. She is a real plushie. So, so Amanda, there you go. I hope you feel better. Thanks for listening to us. We love you. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Alrighty. So our first outpost is from Beanbug5522. Ooh. And they asked, do you ship Drary and do you ship Sirius Lupin? Um, I think I'm going to say something that shocks both of my podcast hosts hmm. or co-hosts. Um, we're going to start with the easy one first. Obviously, I ship Sirius and Lupin. That's true love eternally forever, always. <laughs> <laughs> Jerary. Um, I do not because I'm going on like a I hate Draco tour. I know. I know. I feel like I am huh. such a flip flopper. Huh? I feel like huh. you're such a flip flopper. I'm you? such wow. a flip flopper. My opinions just change with the, my mood. Um, I know that Elizabeth is going to bring up something, but he's still not a mediocre character. But I just feel like, I don't know, I've been listening to the audiobooks, as you know. And I don't, I just like, mm, he just rubs me the wrong way, like the stuff in the beginning. He just says really nasty stuff. He does really nasty stuff. And I'm just like, you know what, I'm not here for it. I don't even know what to say anymore. <laughs> and you're flip-flopping. I just... <laughs> Basically, anyone who listens to us... Just take Jenny's opinion <laughs> as like, in, it's a grain of salt, man. No, and, just don't even take it. Just don't, don't even, even take it. Me. Yeah, like, basically, if she's like, I think this about this character, just like skip forward until she's done talking. Because basically in the next episode or in the next couple of episodes, she will change her mind again. Listen, yep. haven't you ever seen that meme where it's like, it's like you knew me yesterday, like you don't know me today. <laughs> that is me. I can't. <laughs> I can't with myself. I don't know. So that's just where I'm at today. Check in with me tomorrow. Interesting. <laughs> Who knows where I'll be? Well, I also don't ship Draco and Harry just because, I don't know, man. I feel like you could ship Harry with so many other different people, Draco with different people. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. them two together just seems 
I don't know, like really messed up. Like, I, I mean, don't think it'll ever jive. I think even like Dramione, because that's like Drake on Hermione, is like kind of messed up in my eyes. But even that, yeah. I ship a little more than like Dreary. I don't know. I just can't get behind Dreary. No, I can't. Just, I'm in the part of the book where he literally just called her like a racial slur. So I'm just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. like he's just gross. Yeah, those first I, few few books are rough. I was for gonna him. S- I, yeah. I I think he has to Draco in my eyes. He has to be with somebody that wasn't in any of the first like seven books. Like his his wife. <laughs> I ship him. I ship him with his wife because she was never a part of the story, and yeah. so he just became a better man. And just he know she knows him as that man and not the little beep he was at the beginning. So <laughs> I ship him with his wife astoria <laughs> greengrass but serious and lupin the grass yeah. is greener i do ship and listen i ship everything so for me not to ship dreary that is a big one that is a big thing like i ship everything everything i think it's okay to say that like serious and lupin is like a broom chick endorsed yeah for sure <laughs> wolf star yeah. for yeah. sure all right our next outpost is from jessica hayne And her question is, favorite canon or non-canon ships? Okay. You gave us a lot there. (laughs) Favorite canon ship for all of the OG Broom Chick fans. You know I feel very strongly about this. Oh, my God. I love that this is happening. Romione. Always number one forever. Yes, it's Romione. Non-canon ship? Dang, that, and this is gonna hurt my little heart, but I really do ship Neville and Luna. Oh my god! I of course still, you're gonna go. There. <laughs> I still ship Neville and Luna. I think it was meant, like, I'm not. I wouldn't say meant to be because I think, I think everybody shouldn't also end up with like the main characters. Like that's just not realistic. Like, or even even that, like Neville and Luna could have dated and then just didn't work out, and then they go off to date and end game with other people, but. I ship Neville and Luna, and it's technically like non-canon, it. so... I like it a lot. I ship it. My favorite non-canon... I want to kind of say, like, Dean and Seamus. Like, they're just so cute. Like, mm. I just want to, like, pinch their little cheeks. I would like, see how that. how cute would that be? Like, he's like... Oh. Their best he friends blew were up so the kitchen long. again. <laughs> oh, <cute. laughs> oh my god, that would be like a really good like. I already have like titles like Sparks Fly. Like what? Because hello, get Aww. OTP. Somebody needs OTP to get Sparks on that. Fly. I can't write. Like, anyways, my favorite canon. I think I'm gonna just have to say Romani. Like hello, yeah. I think Broom Jake's overall Romani favorite yeah. canon ship. Yeah, I have a favorite. It's like canon, but like. TikTok has made it a little bit more non-canon, and it's a friendship ship, and it's. I'm sorry, I'm can you not remember pregnancy break? Pregnancy break? What the heck? But also that I love that Elizabeth is bringing her new TikTok obsession into this. Oh, Elizabeth yes. is so obsessed with TikTok, y'all. Like, it's so this bad. baby has brought us rage and TikTok. Like those are the themes of this pregnancy. <laughs> You can't find me on TikTok. I literally don't post anything. But anyways, now I remember what I was going to say because I literally had a total (laughs) reboot. Like your brain rebooted. What I was going to (laughs) say. I love her. 
Yes. So uh, <laughs> my friendship ship is Albus and Minerva. The TikToks yes. and the uh, reels that the, have come from yes. this friendship. The bro TP. Yes. They the are the bro TP. <laughs> yes. All right. Our last outpost is Oof. from the one and only my husband, Raul. My fave. Yep, Jenny's <laughs> fave. And so he's always coming with us with the deep questions. Like, if you've been listening for a while, you know he throws us, like, the good ones. <laughs> the good ones. And this one, when he sent it, I was like, whoa. <laughs> but anyways, I, I want to prepare you guys for your mind to be blown. So his question is, do you think Lily's love for Harry, which you can debate, is the greatest happiness in her life, makes Harry Potter a living human Patronus for the world around him, given it's a spell that conjures a guardian whose power lies in happiness? Hmm, I mean, I don't really care if it's accurate or not. Like, I'm just going to say yes. Like, who doesn't <laughs> want that? I was going to say, yeah, like, it's just it, it's a nice at least a nice metaphor for oh, yeah. like just in general love and like the whole concept of a Patronus and stuff like that. I think it's very this sounds like very Dumbledore. And powerful. Yeah. Is Raul Dumbledore? Don't you dare. No, <laughs> Raul's just a dad. This is a very parent type of answer. <laughs> Raul's just a dad. Like talk to any parent. Who's your greatest happiness? My kids. Like, oh, my it's... mom would definitely say me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm her favorite. Over your brother? <laughs> yeah. I think when we were growing up, like, my brother was her favorite, but I think I've made some pretty good plays in the past couple <laughs> years, and I think now I'm her favorite. My brother also thinks that I'm her favorite, and we all know that I'm my dad's favorite, like, by a long shot. <laughs> so I feel like I'm just, like, like, me and my brother used to talk, and we'd be like, it's pretty balanced. Like, I'm dad's favorite, your mom's favorite, but now it's like, I just have all the power. Sometimes I'm, sometimes I'm my mom's favorite, and sometimes I'm not. <laughs> sometimes I'm not. I'm an only you child. Like, you're an only child. <laughs> and well, that's. I will that's... hit you guys up on whether or not it's true parents have favorites. Like, I'll be, I'll be truthful. Will I'll you? I'll be honest. I mean, I don't know. I can't. I feel like, and this is going to be like a horrible example because I'm sure that it's nowhere near. But I feel like with animals, I'm just like, okay, like, you're my favorite. Like, I love you so much. Like, we have such a bond. But then I look at the rest of them, like, in the herd, and I'm just like, but I love all of you. Yeah, I think it's, like, fa- like the parent favoritism is definitely based off of, like, whose personality jives better with who. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. not like you love them more. It's just, like, you just get along better. Like, right yes. now, Raul and Julie, besties. She's a thousand percent a, a daddy's girl. There's, like... She will literally, like, me and Raul will go wake her up in the morning, and she'll, like, whine when she sees me, and she sees Raul, and she immediately gets up and is like, hi, daddy. Oh, my God. How rude. Just a couple of months ago, it was all about mom. Yeah, no. The betrayal. Yeah. Once her her memory of our nursing relationship left her mind, she's like, nah, it's dad now. She's like, no. No, thanks. This guy's funny. (laughs) Thank you, everyone, for your wonderful outpost. Keep sending them in. Ooh. Ooh. Was that like a pun? No, it's just me. Woohooing. Well, I thought it was like Hydrangea leaving. Oh my God. Could you imagine? Maybe. Oh, well, now we have a whole new segment. It's the end of all. 
Okay, so today's roadmap is a little bit funky, but I kind of love it. We'll be talking about different types of love, like I said. So we're going to cover parental, platonic, and romantic. And then Mm. we'll start, uh, we're going to start with parental because it's arguably the most important to this series. Yeah. Now I say that parental love is arguably the most important because of the enchantment that obviously Lily creates when Mm -hmm. she chooses to die for Harry um, at Lady V's hands. But Mm -hmm. I had some questions, so I dug a little deeper. So the magic that Lily performs right before her death, it acts as a counter charm called sacrificial protection, according to Harry Potter sources. Wow. So we're going to take this as fact, basically. But she's Mm. willing to, like, she willingly chose to die that night to save her son. And it it was out of pure love, right? So that's really important that she chose to die. Now that he just, like, was like, ew, I killed you. So... That action creates the enchantment that protects Harry and literally runs through his veins like it is actively in his body. Um, But in order for the charm to work, the person who is sacrificing themselves must be given the option to live and willingly choose death. So we know that Lady V was like, you know, like, step aside, like, you don't need to die, like, I just came for your son or whatever. And she's just like, no, take me. So that is a very important part of it, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just did not I did not have this the the I, I did not picture it in the way that you were describing it, Jenny. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. When you when you said take me, I was like <laughs> oh my well <laughs> Marianne. Well, this is the love This is the love anyways. But I don't know, I don't really like this idea because I feel like it gives the person who's doing like the actual killing a lot of power. And that kind of just, like, grosses me out. Like, if Lady V hadn't given her the option, like, it wouldn't have worked. Like, this would not have happened. Yeah. Like, if immediately he came into the door and she was like, no, kill me. And he was like, okay. And, like, he just killed her. Then, like, Harry would have never had this protection. He died. Like, the whole thing would have been over. But because he was You know what's crazy like, to me is, like, I I mean, we know, we know Lady V. We know Voldemort. He, there, there wasn't, like... <laughs> he wasn't actually going to spare her so like girl the spell doesn't take that loophole in like I mean, yeah also wow he, he, he's, well, he's, like, he's like oh you know he I'm gonna might ask have. you because like I promised this dude of mine that like I'm kind of bros with that I was going to ask you especially but... later when he's like kill the spare but now he's gonna spare the spare <laughs> <laughs> yeah well no. my problem really is that if you don't know we find out later that he really only asks Lily this question because Snape was like, do me a solid, save the mm-hmm. chick. And he was like, okay, in what world is Lady V actually going to keep his word and be like, yeah, I'll ask her. Exactly. Like, Snape does not have that good of a Lies. relationship with him for him no to be one like, does. yeah. It's like, he would have never done that in my opinion. Like, in, in the books, like, how we see his character built, like, how we see him interact with literally everybody he ever interacts with, like... Yeah, no. no like yeah. he literally is the one that kills snape like why would he be like yeah like let me save this lady for you like what to, to play devil's advocate a little bit i would say that maybe that's the reason why this magic is rare because like that choice needs to happen where like 
they're actually the person's given the choice to live or die mm-hmm. and maybe that's why the magic is rare and it's not seen very much and like it only happened with harry and not necessarily like every person who like died for the kid because like yeah there's many wars like i'm sure that isn't the first time that that's happened and like people aren't just willy-nilly living their lives <laughs> out with like this rare magic but also it's just like a little sus in Voldemort's character development. I'm not yeah. sure I could believe it. Just but saying it's a little sus. Interesting. It's but I would my also favorite. like... Go, oh, ahead. go ahead. Oh, oh. <laughs> we're so <laughs> polite. <laughs> I was just going to like finish my point by saying that... Like, I just wanted to point out that yet again, like, Lady V is his own downfall because he's the mm-hmm. one that offered Lily the chance to move. And that's why the enchantment exists at all. That was literally, my brain was already going there ahead of time. (laughs) So it it was perfect that you went first because, like, this dude seriously can't catch a break. Nope. (laughs) Can't catch a break. I love that that's how you're explaining it. (laughs) But I mean, like, literally, Voldemort's just doing himself everywhere. And that sounds gross. That does sound horrible. (laughs) Y'all understand what I mean, though. Yes. why it's are we literally... so like charged up during this episode? <laughs> like, what is wrong with us? Even our sound check. <laughs> <laughs> but to come back to it, it's just you know Voldemort. Like there are times when I'm just like, dude, come on! Like, are you that much of like the quintessential villain that is his own undoing in yeah. every step and turn? Like. But we for me, we don't like, see that with Grindelwald, do we? It's oh, almost I mean, like you're really dumb. Know, yeah, but... Like you have to be dumb. Like yeah. you know that, and like he's kind of smart because he put plans together, and you know he did all these like evil things, and he like had setups. But I'm just like, how have we not learned from our mistakes, sir? Like, what is wrong with you? I mean, this is what happens with a narcissist, man. I mean, I guess I'm just saying that, like, if I'm at work. And, like, I mess up. I just, like, I look at the situation and I'm like, okay, like, why did we mess up and how can we not do this again? And then I live with that knowledge forever. <laughs> Don't be a narcissist. Like, it must be something other than love. Like, <laughs> uh, Don't be a narcissist, kids. <laughs> Don't be a Okay, so that's my spiel on Lily. Marianne, tell us about James. Well, so we know that Lady V can see James in the living room of their home as he approaches from the outside. Um, He busts into the house and doesn't even, like, give James the ultimatum. So I guess that's kind of, like, the difference between James and Lily, right? Um, James does warn Lily uh, and jumps in front of Lady V. uh, Wandless, may we add. James has no wand in this situation um, to buy Lily some time. This is in itself seems uh, sacrificial, but like we mentioned, there's a difference, right? Because James was not given the option to live, um, so it doesn't qualify to create the counter charm. Uh, His sacrifice still holds some amount of power, though, because it gives Lily the ability to make it uh, um, up to Harry's room in the first place. So, Yeah, I like to think that it gives his death like a little more meaning, but... Yeah. Honestly, like, just as a whole, James mm-hmm. seems, like, such an irrelevant character. <laughs> like, a little bit. I feel like everything that's come up with him is definitely, like, the fandom, like, loving yeah. James Potter. Um, for so, like, you know, like, the whole, like, Marauders, like, yeah. hysteria that yeah. is, which is awesome. Like, don't get me wrong. Um, but, I mean, definitely let's be realistic. Is, like, like, 
Sirius and Lupin carried that on their backs. <laughs> For sure, 1,000%. I mean, like, James, not saying James is a bad guy. It's just, like, we don't know much about James. Like, yeah. So. Hmm. But at least, at least we do know this, that he did love Lily and sacrifice himself for Lily, even if that didn't, you know, you know, an act of charm of any sort. It doesn't matter. He still did it out of love. <laughs> Marianne is like love. Love, love, love. Love, love, love. Yeah. Speaking of something that isn't love. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well. Well. I will, I, I'm going to go into it more when we go over romantic love because that's where supposedly his love comes from so i'll do the spiel that y'all have been waiting for the spiel then but we've already kind of talked about it because i guess it was like thanks to him or whatever but (laughs) snape's quote unquote finally she says his name (laughs) love yes whatever she was really leaving it off for the last second yeah (laughs) that is that is a character that you guys don't have to check in with me about like i will forever hate snape all the time yeah no that's not changing (laughs) i promise never changing yeah um but anyways it is technically like we said thanks to snape and whatever weirdo feelings he has for (laughs) lily that this even happened in the first place um you know so props to him, I guess. Ew. <laughs> this is so casual. I love it. <laughs> I guess. Props <laughs> to him. He's just a creeper. He, he is just a creeper. And like, I don't know. Because, you know, we were kind of talking about like how this is not like con- conducive to like Lady V's like character arc. Just because mm-hmm. like, why would he even listen to any one of his followers for a favor? Like is beyond us. But, like, it, was it a tactical move because he needed Snape on his side a little bit longer? I thought of that as well, but it just seems like with his whole character and how he makes decisions, like, why make a tactical move like that? He seems to be more of, I'm going to intimidate or manipulate or threaten you into working for me rather than like actually giving you a reason to like believe in his cause or want to help him like it just doesn't seem it's it's true like i don't know if voldemort is really like the most like thoughtful in terms of like planning that much ahead i mean i guess he is with like horcruxes right but like i think in the moment he's kind of impulsive so like i wouldn't see him like all of a sudden like I don't know, but I could I also devil's advocate. I could see him if he was thinking that this would all work out, right? That he would take over the world. I would see him wanting to have Snape on his side because Snape would definitely turn on him if he killed Lily. And then, you know, Voldemort took it. I think he would. If Snape, like there was a world where Lily died, Harry Potter died, James Potter died, Voldemort took over. Snape would be pissed that but Voldemort, Voldemort killed never really knew about that like even right before he dies like he tells Harry like yeah like he had a thing for your mom but he got over it like I don't think that he would have thought it about it that way because he doesn't think about love that way yeah I think yeah so. I think it would have been like a oh now Snape's mad it's a minor inconvenience I guess I have to kill him too yeah so I think it was more so he might have done it for to avoid that inconvenience yeah I would see to avoid it like at at the end of the day, Snape was his in with Dumbledore. 
at least he thought so and in his eyes dumbledore was the biggest person besides this small child that was in his way up to power so he just needed like a little bit more in with dumbledore and the order and then could just crush that whole movement at once Mm, this brings a lot of questions to my mind like what did Snape even tell Voldemort about, like, going to see Dumbledore? Like, how did that even come about? Like, because, I mean, obviously we know Plot that Snape, holes. like, shows up and he's like, ah, like, this dude killed my lady. Or this lady that I was obsessed with. But, but like, what is, what does he even tell Lady V? Like, was it Lady V's idea? Like, did Lady V even think that they needed somebody in hot? Like, how did this all come about? I'm Plot information. Holes. We have questions. I do have questions, and I have nobody to ask about them. It's making me frustrated. <laughs> We're just going to world build ourselves. Uh, you know what? You keep saying that really you wrote the series, and I'm about yeah. to start asking you these questions. I did. <laughs> Guys, just tell your friends. Tell your I friends. Own, I own Harry Potter now. No, oh I don't. God. Don't. She must not be named. Don't come for me. <laughs> don't come for me. Please yeah, don't as much sue as we us. don't like you, you still have a lot of power. Yeah, that's very true. We have a couple lawyers in the family. I think we could fight this. <laughs> yeah, but we uh, also don't have billions we of could, dollars. If we could settle for anywhere between the one hundred to five hundred dollar range, that would be best. <laughs> I'm dead. Yeah, it's fine, guys. It's fine. <laughs> So this counter charm doesn't just end on the night where it protects Harry from the curse. We actually see it pop up in the first book uh, when Harry murders Quirrell just by simply touching him. Uh, We see it again when Lady V is reborn and uses Harry's blood because he thinks the protection will then like extend into his new deformed, weird, gross Gross. body. Uh, We see it again in the last book when Harry chooses the same path as Lily and willingly chooses to die. Uh, it's just really something that is part of the story from the beginning all the way to the end. And I think that's the reason, like Jenny said, this is the reason why we had to start with this. It's yeah. important. It's it. Yeah. There would be no story without this. I mean, I do like how it is woven like through mm-hmm. the story. Like we do see it again. Like it's not just something that happens and then we never talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I question, thought that was cool. question in regards to like this enchantment or whatever that, you know, Lily sacrifice made. We talked about how it had to be like you had to be given the choice mm-hmm. to live or die. Mm-hmm. I Harry wasn't given the choice to live or die when he faced Voldemort at the end. Was it more so like just representative, like uh, like again, m- more so on the metaphor that he's like taking the place of his mother, kind of like his mother did for him, rather than like actually enacting the magic? No, I think Harry's death is actually more symbolic and in line with James's death because Maybe. James yeah. willingly did not fight. He had no way of fighting. So just like with Harry, Harry didn't willingly fight back he just did the one thing that you know his whatever his expelliarmus shit and (laughs) that was it but like he wasn't given a choice Voldemort was like no you know after like seven you know 17 years (laughs) of torture I'm just gonna like give you the choice to walk out of here and he wasn't giving him any choice just Harry chose in that moment to be like I'm not gonna fight back like his dad 
You just kind of like ruined my whole afternoon. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Whoa. Well, because when you first started talking, it's like, when you know, when you have like a thought, but it's not really there yet. Like you just know that something is forming and you can feel it working. But as you continue to speak, I was like, wait, no, <laughs> she's right. <laughs> I'm and now dead. I'm just like, I'm sick of finding these mistakes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. He's not well, symbolic then. at all of his mom's Well, sacrifice. I always had like the question of like, did Harry really just extend all this magic to all these people? But then you no. like, cause I just listened to the last book, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, he did because when Voldemort put like the gag order on them or whatever, like after a couple minutes, like they could speak again. And like, he kept trying to do stuff like that, but the charms like weren't holding. And then when they start like circling each other in the hall, Harry's like, haven't you noticed? Like I'm protecting them now because every, every spell that you've tried to place on them, like it's not working, but that shouldn't be the case. Loophole. It should not be the case. Harry's magic. That should have not been the case at all. So then maybe, it I'm doesn't so have mad. to be a choice like we saw, we talked about. But then why didn't James protect Lily? Yeah. Because that was a sacrifice, right? He was saying, I am knowingly jumping in front of this man or whatever to give this woman time. And he yelled to her like that was clearly his intent. But it that wasn't. It I'm wasn't so mad. It wasn't good enough, James. Or it wasn't good enough. <laughs> wasn't good enough or i was gonna be like what if james didn't really love lily at all uh, joking (laughs) the only thing that i can think of that would be like a technicality to like i don't know rope us out of the situation right now is that maybe because the enchantment was living like within him when he's like willingly chose to die to protect others like i don't know maybe some like witchy woohoo happened (laughs) and (laughs) sorry i'm watching the vampire diaries and they say that a lot but Maybe, I don't know, like the enchantment from within him and then him choosing to die. Like maybe it did some other sort of magic or something. But that's a weak ass. Like, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, a weak, lame excuse for like this plot hole. Wow. I feel like. Sorry. I did not mean to. On the verge of discovery. Shatter the ceiling. But no, I like it when we do this because I feel like. We just discredit she who must not be named like little by little. But I'm also just really mad that we caught that. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. You heard it here first, kids. Sorry. Insane. Okay, so anyways, moving on with my life after I'm in shambles. Uh, other other examples that we see in the text of parental love are obviously Molly and Arthur, who um, – obviously have a relationship with their children but also with harry like molly oh, yeah. is so motherly to harry and, mm. and uh, arthur is like kind of fatherly but also like a little bit reckless like i feel like when arthur tells him about serious and like don't go looking for trouble and like wants to go behind molly's back to like inform him on stuff i feel like he's a little reckless but i mean honestly what parents are not in this universe <laughs> Um, Mm -hmm. I also think that Sirius, to an extent, plays, like, a parental role for Harry. Like, I think he really is a mixture of brother and father. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, Narcissa with Draco, who is arguably, like, I don't know, up there with Lily. Yeah. I mean, she's, like, sacrificing the whole, like, dark arts fan club for her son. And then, controversial. Right. But Dumbledore with Harry could Mm -hmm. technically maybe be seen as fatherly, but we... 
covered all of our opinions on our four-part series. <laughs> that I'm still shook we only made it to four parts, but yeah, I'm pretty proud of, of Elvis Dumbledore. Honestly, my favorite episodes to date. Um, but honestly, like personally, also my least favorite because I felt like <laughs> with my emotions and my feelings, like I didn't know what was happening. Literally. Between part one and part four, she flip-flops like seven times. Listen, yeah. Oh, easily. You just, you know how I've always said that I go through phases, like sometimes I'm just like a Ron person and then sometimes like I'm a serious person and it just depends like what the season is or like what the weather outside looks like or any of those stupid things. I just feel like we should check in with me every morning and be like, how do we feel about Dumbledore today? Today we're feeling pretty positive, to be honest. Just part of the morning routine. All right. So in your journal, <laughs> how are you feeling today about Sirius? You well, know, I just thought of starting like a morning journal in addition to like my journal journal. That's going to be, that be your like morning journal. Like, how do we feel today and why? Like maybe that'll give me some <laughs> like look into my mood. <laughs> okay. All right. Next, we're going to go into the theme of friendship because I personally just feel like that is the second most important love in the series. Oh, yeah. Platonic A-A. love in the series is yeah. hella important. Yeah. But also, like, it's super cute because, like, we all love each other platonically. And, like, how adorable are we? <laughs> <laughs> how cute are we? Alrighty. So, obviously, the head of platonic love, between the three of them, obviously, there's, like, you know, Romani in the middle. But yeah. Uh, in the middle is the golden trio. It is Yay! their friendship, their love that inspires and trends all seven books. You know, they never leave Harry's side, even though Harry very adamantly, constantly <laughs> wants uh, them. Always. Every book, every chapter, just like, you guys don't have to, like, come. It's fine. I'm just going to sacrifice myself for seven books. It's literally the nonstop hero sacrifice that you see in every type of hero's movie. The heroes make friends or get a boyfriend or girlfriend or significant other. And then they're like, no, no, you can't follow me. Uh, I, I must do this alone. The burden is put on me. Oh, uh, no. You can't. Literally every Marvel movie or TV show ever made. Don't even get me started. I will talk about WandaVision all all the entire podcast. The podcast will become about WandaVision, so we can't even no. touch about it. No. I, I'm, oh. I'm specifically thinking in my head um, the Netflix series is with, uh, oh my goodness, my pregnancy brain is on point today, everyone. I was like, there's a um, couple of Marvel what. Is it uh, Marvel? Daredevil. Okay. Yes. Daredevil. Daredevil and Jessica Jones and Jessica even Luke Jones. Cage, all of them get like this one friend or this one lover and then, oh no, I must go at this alone. Leave me. I can't bring you down with me. No, we can't. Anyways, can't do it. Harry's stuck with them. Harry is stuck <laughs> with Ron and Hermione for the rest of his life. Just like Jenny and Marianne are stuck with me for the rest of their lives. Yay! Just, you know, edits it. Love it. Um, but, of course, we've talked extensively about the Golden Trio. Those were, like, yeah. our first couple of episodes ever as a podcast. 
So you all know how we love and feel for them. Um, if you want to go back to those super early episodes, I'm already Ooh. apologizing for, for that the... sound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so sorry. But go ahead. Go ahead and listen to our opinions it on does... the Golden Trio. The sound quality might not be the best, but the content quality is definitely some of our best, I would say. It's a good, it's a good, it was a good uh, trio of episodes. Yeah. But anyways, moving on to our next uh, form of platonic love, there's Dobby. Oh. Oh, just Dobby is the epitome of like what a true friend is. I mean, definitely the extremes. Yeah. He's definitely the extremes, but in the end, it's just unconditional. Like he's so loyal to Harry and feels a deeper bond to him because he was set free by Harry, but also knows kindness. I also knows and shows kindness and respect. Uh, probably for the first time in his life uh, because of Harry. Uh, so at the beginning of his story, uh, Dobby tracks down Harry because he believes to be him to be a hero. House elves had suffered even more while Lady Voldemort was in power, and Dobby acknowledges Harry's role in uh, having changed that. So Dobby tracks him down, not as a friend, but more of an icon. Um, and you can kind of see that, you know, with the way that he treats himself, the way that he's actually talking to Harry versus like later on in the books. Um, at the end of Dobby's story, he tracks down. He, we've seen the the growth, the character development from before. He's like hitting himself and he's like, oh, no, I shouldn't be speaking to you like this. And now at the end of the book, they're more like equals um, because, you know, he understands that Harry is a true friend. I just think it's such a wonderful progression and kind of like a full circle moment. Just not mm-hmm. not just like in general for like the house elves like for dobby but also for their friendship because you know harry didn't also really like dobby at first and then towards the end you know they were really good friends and they were there for each other and protected one another and it's almost ironic that dobby dies saving harry and his friends from the malfoys the people that That, you know that was literally that that was she who must not be named pulling a shonda rhymes and getting (laughs) us straight in the gut like in that moment that was that, one of my worst cries oh absolutely absolutely i was gonna say like i think i cried the hardest like death wise like yeah hedwig was sad you know others were very sad like remus and tonks were sad like but like dobby killed me dobby yeah. killed me i was like that is awful not dobby he was just freed Uh, I can't, Um, but it's just, it's not an intentional thing, uh, but it reinforces this sort of, sort of theme, right? That follows through the books that, you know, love will keep you safe. Um, It reinforces that uh, what Dumbledore spent his entire life telling us that, you know, love is the most powerful magic of all. Um, So it's just love, 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 love. (laughs) I would, oh my God. Did you hear that? Yeah. Yeah, That was every episode, Jenny. I would just like to publicly acknowledge that Elizabeth ranked like her cries in book seven. Like if like there was multiple. Yeah. Yeah. There oh, are yeah. definitely multiple. Multiple. I, um, my I most shocking also... cry is Hedwig because I wasn't expecting it. And so when it I happened... was about to say something about that, I was about to be like my only time that I would have cried is Hedwig. I still like I read it or I hear it to this day and I just die inside. Yeah. Because it's like. You know, you're yeah. expecting other people to die. You don't expect his bird to die. 
you're just here like la 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 oh you know there, there's a big fight happening la la <laughs> like, the death of his childhood uh, oh. super loving that that is your interpretation <laughs> the seven potters like la 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 there's a war outside yeah anyways literally how i was reading it that's we're exactly. now i'm going to talk about my main man creature the house elf Ooh, so i'm super down for keeping the house elf theme here but in the beginning creature is a f- like foul creepy git <laughs> that's for ron <laughs> that's for ron but why so we learned from conversations with dumbledore and hermione that creature is the way he is because of how he was treated throughout his life right Mm-hmm. And so as a house elf um, for the House of Black, he only ever really encountered, like, dark magic and a terrible life view that his masters, like, showed him and kind of thrust upon him. And I know that even Sirius was obviously good, but he wasn't really around, right? Like, he moves out. He's not in the house. And then even though Regulus had a change of heart, like, in the end, he never really told Creature about it. So Creature is really just a product of his environment. So it's sad. But... It makes the story to me like all the more interesting because Creature is the way he is when we first meet him because he had never known love, right? And then when the trio come to stay at Grimald Place, you see kind of that they treat him with this kindness. At first, kind of like it's self-serving kindness, right? Like they need something from him and they need to like have him cooperate. But then you kind of just see like how they start to treat him that way because they actually begin to care and they show him this love and they kind of have a friendship and you can immediately see the change in him. Like oh, he's yeah. cleaning again and he's like making them dinners and like taking care of them. And like, I feel personally like he actually loves them back. And so I feel like it's interesting that we kind of see it actually happen mm-hmm. in the book. Whereas like Dobby was always kind of like on the good side, like he was a good mm-hmm. character. We kind of see love change a character who was disgusting and horrible and had terrible things to say into like somebody who's actually kind of like the bomb. I just love creatures so much. Yeah. 100%. Okay. The end. <laughs> I, I a thousand percent agree because, you know, it just goes to show you and, Again, this is the largest theme in the book is how powerful love is. And constantly she's weaving this trope into every single relationship. Every single relationship is profoundly changed through love. We literally see Creature become a completely different person because he's shown love for the first time in his life. Like, I look at Creature almost like I would look at, you know, um, an abused, like, fighting pit dog. You know, very hostile, very kind of like aggressive. Don't touch me. Don't come near me. I don't like you. I was taught to not like you. But if you show him genuine love and affection, you see these fighting dogs become like the sweetest pets ever. Is it work? Yes. It took a while for Creature to become this way. But, you know, it's still he turns around and then he leads the fight from the house elves at the end. Like, come on. I love him. Okay, so now that we're done with my beautiful creature, lastly, we talk about romantic love, which is maybe the least important love in the whole series, which is cool. (laughs) It's cool because I feel like it's usually the focus, right, of like Mm -hmm. a lot of series Mm -hmm. and stuff like that, and it's so like mainstream. But Yeah, um, for sure. I think that's the reason. I think that's the reason why. Sorry to take it to the movies, but I think that's the reason why uh, Half Blood Prince was like an underperforming movie. Not in Jenny's eyes, but in terms of like um, 
what the original vision of the book was. I I think that's the reason why when the director was like, we're going to focus on romantic love because it's not what the point of the book, like all of that was just a product. Like, I feel like I have been telling you for years what my stance on the movie is. And And I'm not, don't get it. Like, I feel like you guys just don't understand what I'm going to say. I have, I understand horrible movie, but it's so good. And I have not, (laughs) and I have not said, I have not said that it's bad in that sense. I'm just saying the reason why it didn't work was because it's not the original vision of the book. You know, like, no, I totally, I understand. Like, cause he was just thinking, Oh, romantic love is that that's what's up. That's what was happening this entire time. But also Voldemort was taking power when in reality (laughs) it was Voldemort was taking power. So let's all fall in love. So we have something to live for. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, so I agree with Jenny. I think that's like so great that like romantic love was like kind of almost put in the back burner in terms of like the focus of a theme you know it got to snape oh Uh, well we're not not there yet we're not there yet we're not there yet let's start romantic love people can like be excited and continue listening after listening to us rant for the past like 45 50 minutes Hold on until the end because at the end you're finally gonna get the. Snape I think that you tea. should save it. I think that you should just save it for the Snape episode. But that's what, those are my personal feelings. You do I, with that what you will. I can't. I We're can't. gonna move on. We are going to move on, Elizabeth. <laughs> yes. Move okay. on, but it's gonna be <laughs> yes. About. I'm gonna. I'm okay. gonna. I'm going to at least start us off with some good romantic yes. love, which so is <laughs> we chose this for a reason. Yes. It's hella controversial, but tell us, Marianne. All right, so Lupin and Tonks. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just me because I'm a shipper of all things. Um, and even though I ship Wolfstar, I still very much ship Lupin and Tonks. Uh, they are one of the romantic relationships that we see throughout the story, one of obviously the prominent ones, because it's not just even like a, like parental, because obviously like we see Molly and Arthur, they're also romantic love, but yeah. we don't see them as much. Them, like specifically Tonks, Lupin, are romantic love. Like we actually see their relationship, you know, in, like the inception of it and it proceeding up until their deaths. Um, so the relationship is interesting um, in a literary sense because it tends to act as like a mirror for Harry's life. Uh, so Lupin and Tonks married James and Lily in a way. You know, their love story is different though because, uh, you know, the way that they that they meet each other and, you know, fall in love and all that stuff uh, is different, but it ends in the same way. You know, them tragically dying um, and, you know, during the ongoing fight about, uh, about or against, I would say, Lady Voldemort. Lady Voldemort. Lady V. Uh, and they also both leave behind an orphan boy. So, so you know, we see that mirror. Uh, but Lupin and Tox come up in other ways throughout the story, uh, but only when we notice uh, changes in their behavior or actions. Uh, so their romantic love is definitely not the focus in the story for and even them as like individually as characters, right? When we mm-hmm. first introduced to Lupin, then we're introduced to Tonks later on. Um, it's later when we get to see their interactions and not even like in the forefront also it's just kind of always in the background and we see those behaviors change um as their relationship kind of starts to blossom uh that's when we start to actually see the romantic plot line uh through brief mentions from like other main characters so such as like tonks patronus changing uh her down in the dumps attitude while she patrols hogwarts uh lupin's even more so disheveled appearance Mm. Okay, they're well, just 
Mm. As we continue with this episode, I'm like kind of super happy that we didn't do this for Valentine's Day because it's really not all that great. But <laughs> I feel like we just keep talking about like people dying and having orphan children. Like, the more that I think about it, I'm like, yeah, that's it's super great that this did not come out for Valentine's Day. <laughs> like, wow, what a morbid outlook. Yeah. Oops. So um, I think that their romantic love Lupin and Tonks also gives us like a good opportunity to look at the reality of the wizarding world and how like behind the times it could be. So we get that through like seeing what society thinks about werewolves and how Lupin feels his family will be treated. Mm-hmm. And that whole very dramatic like episode in the seventh book when he goes to Grimald Place, like, oh yeah, wow. Like I feel like mm-hmm. he was just pushed to the limit. Like it's a little bit crazy, mm-hmm. but I just feel like. Lupin to me when I read his character just feels like a tortured soul like he just Mm -hmm. I feel like is in Uh, anguish I feel like that's the word it's Mm -hmm. like he's just in anguish all the time and I feel like that's so sad because Lupin is like the best one of all of them to be honest Mm -hmm. but we know that Tonks's family is not happy about their love which also makes me like hella upset on so many levels but whatever um, but all these negatives that their love exposes can really be traced back to like a lack of love or empathy from, from either like close family members or society, like on the whole, mm-hmm. like, I feel like even if you really look at it, like love is still kind of the center of it all because it's like the lack of it that creates those opportunities or those attitudes. But yeah. had they lived in a world where werewolves were accepted and like not cast out of society, I think their story could have been way happier and way oh, less for tragic sure. than what it was. But for sure. Do with that what you will. Uh yeah. I ship that. It's kind of upsetting to me that like to really think that Lupin only truly felt like happiness and like content contentedness in his relationship at the very very end yep like oh yep. yeah that just kills me because basically the whole time he's just beating himself up for falling in love in the first place yeah like, i shouldn't do I this i shouldn't love her i shouldn't put her through this oh my god i shouldn't marry her I, she shouldn't mm-hmm. sacrifice her life oh my god i shouldn't have a baby with her <laughs> And, and then, it's like, like and, oh. Oh, and Tonks is just there the entire time fighting it. Like, and that's why I ship it. Like, I, cause Tonks is a little baddie. Like she's the one that could absolutely like take on and handle this. And she shows it. She's like, hello, like this is real. Our, our feelings are real. Why are you walking away from this? Like, she's like, no, I ship it so much. Honestly, like, sometimes I think about these characters, like, if I were Tonks, like, what would have happened? And, like, the second that Lupin was, like, oh, like, I don't think we should do this, I would have been like, okay, bye. <laughs> there would have been no shit. I would, yeah, I would have been so soft. I would have just been like, okay, I get it. You don't want to like, be with me. But how she was mentally like, no. strong do you have to be to be like, actually, like, I know that you're just being stupid. Like, I would have been yes. like, oh, my God, like, he doesn't like me. How embarrassing. <laughs> Literally would have gone home. And that's why I ship it. Like, I don't, I think that was like such a perfect dynamic mm-hmm. for him. Like, he needed that. He needed someone to be like, stop that noise. <laughs> I guess, like, I'm the Lupin. <laughs> because yeah. I would have been like, this is so embarrassing. It's so funny. I keep sending me home. <laughs> it's so funny because, like, I think of, like, how, like, Roel and I's relationship started. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like Roel was Tonks and I was Lupin. Because, mm-hmm. like, Raul, like, if to learn a little bit more of our backstory, Raul told me he loved me two weeks into dating, and 
Yeah. Because that is Raul to a T. What? <laughs> yes. Two weeks into dating, he tells me he loves me. We're uh, 17 years old. What did you say? I didn't say anything back. <laughs> oh, my God. This is amazing. Are I we surprised? <laughs> I literally did not say anything back at all because, like, my initial reaction was kind of like, you know, the girl's reaction of, like, what the hell? It's only been two weeks. But then a part of me was like, holy crap, I feel the same way. And it's only been two weeks. Like, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. And so then I started panicking when I got home. And I was like, oh, my God, I didn't say it back. And did I actually mess this up again? Like, oh, my goodness. Oh, he's going to dump me now. He's going to leave me because I didn't say anything back. And then I want this movie. I want this movie about like, your lives. <laughs> the next day when I came up to him all panicking and it was literally like by our lockers before our like homeroom class. And I was oh like, my hey, God. by the way, I love you too. And he's like, yeah, I know. Like, don't worry about it. <laughs> he's like, girl. <laughs> he's like, you're fine. What? Bye. I, I, I know you, you didn't do. have to tell me. <laughs> uh, I feel like that's what Tom went, like, through Tom's the like. <laughs> Nope. So that's an insight to to me and Raul, everyone. One time somebody told me that they loved me, and it took me one year to be like, yes, I love you too. (laughs) 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 I'm giving everybody a thumbs up. You can't see that, but it was pretty good. It's, it's I don't okay. Even... The broom chicks are all in therapy for our issues. So <laughs> Actually, yeah. Yeah, actually, yes. <laughs> okay. Going on to a much happier romantic love. Probably the purest <laughs> of them all. tragic <laughs> Not the really ah, tragic sorry. one. Sorry, I'm getting it together. Getting it together. It's fine. <laughs> Is our lovely Molly and Arthur. our parents our mom and dad i love them so much you know they're so important to the storyline not because they're one of like the only long lasting romantic loves that are Mm -hmm. around yeah um you know but they're like the wizarding world's version of like high school sweethearts Mm-hmm. They really are like, you know, they were married young and during wartime. They sent like no. <laughs> Listen to, each to other Elizabeth romanticize this. <laughs> I just realized they were married during wartime. Like that How just did you hit just me. Realize it. Yeah, I don't know. It just they literally hit say me. it in the book. <laughs> I know it's like multiple times. No, I know. It's just like I'm just like, oh, my God. Right. That was a thing. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Thing. Like, not just, like, oh, war was happening around the world. No, it was, like, in on their, like, front doorstep. Yes. Yeah. It was nuts. It was very much like a... <gasps> Which is very much, like, oh, we... And I don't think we'll get to talk about them today, but it's very much like a mirror of Bill and Floor. Yeah. Yeah. Who Bill is, like, their child. They also is their say child. That in the book. Marianne, where have you been? No, I know. <laughs> I know Bill and... I know Bill and Floyd get married during wartime, but like, isn't that crazy how like Molly and Arthur happened in that first like was like um, yeah. Wizarding War, and then in the second Wizarding War was Bill and Floor, another mirror, yeah. guys. I love it. That's why I love the scene where like Molly is complaining about her and Ginny is like, you literally did the same thing. Yeah. And Molly's like, yeah, but like, I loved your dad. <laughs> <laughs> That's and right. That's, she gave That's a right. very, <laughs> she gave a very Elizabeth answer. Molly was like, yeah, but like I was right though. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And my favorite that was would 100% like, be you. Yeah. Like if Julie like grew up and was like trying to get married and 
seem like you would be pissed. Yeah. Or like, you know, falling in love at like 17 years old. They'll be like, are you sure? That's a little too young. And then she'll be like, hello, look at you and dad. <laughs> look at you and dad. I'm going to show up at your house and play this. I'm like, I'm going to have to fly in and play this episode for you and be like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Last thing before we move on, Built and Floor, my favorite scene is, uh, or at least in the movie, I forgot how it goes in the books, but in the movie where like floors obviously like um looking like harry and she's just like bill don't look at me i'm hideous i say that all the time yeah that is like, your favorite line don't look at me i'm hideous no we all know what her favorite line is it's the whisper whisper, whisper of your apples that was not a good my version, favorite one but... my honestly the one that i like find myself saying all the time is what an idiot <laughs> Which yeah. I feel like says yes. a lot about me, like, personally. Mm -hmm. That's basically me on social media all the time. <laughs> scrolling what? through. An what idiot. an idiot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Especially nowadays. Especially nowadays. Now that you're on TikTok. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, my that TikTok is... is pure, okay? I, my I scroll very fast when I see unpure videos. I'm like, no. TikTok is only happiness. Unpure. No. <laughs> I can't deal with you. Anyways. Uh, back like, to Molly and Arthur. Back to Molly <laughs> and Arthur. Yes. Um, you know, they're also super important, like we mentioned before, because not only are they a very strong symbol of romantic love, but a very strong symbol of parental love because they take on Harry and are his surrogate parents for the most part, especially when every other parental figure in Harry's life is so wishy-washy. <laughs> Oh my God. Jenny, <laughs> such a Jenny thing to do. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know how else to say it. I mean, like Harry's yeah. like, wow, cool. Sirius is like my cool new dad, but like Sirius as a dad is like not not the best, not the best. Like yeah. he really should not be his father. And yeah. you know, Lupin has his own struggles to go through. Dumbledore's manipulating him. You know, and it's just. But Molly yeah. and Arthur, they're there, and it sucks because I don't feel like Harry ever latches onto arthur as a father figure as much yeah. as he latches onto molly as a mother figure. mother figure and like arthur's love for him is just so like pure and innocent i feel and... like they're just chilling together you know yeah but, but also just like before we get into more of this because i don't know why this popped into my head imagine how good fred and george would be if they had tiktok oh my goodness. oh so good imagine oh my god successful. wow like that would be the most popular TikTok account. Oh, 100%. You're welcome. Everybody have a great day. Move on. That's it. That was my spiel. <laughs> so Molly and Arthur, uh, as we kind of already talked about, they give us the opposite of Lupin and Tonks, who Lupin and Tonks are like beautiful but tragic. Um, and Molly and Arthur are like tragically beautiful. <laughs> Oh. I don't know. <laughs> Tragically beautiful. But anyways, uh, what we mean to say is like they're, uh, they obviously have a happy home. They have several children. Uh, they show us a good example of a good outcome. I should say not a good example because they're both good examples. But this one has a good outcome with romantic love. Guys, um, oh, yes. I might just shatter. Why are you doing this, in? Elizabeth? Why? Because... What do you mean you're going to shatter? Okay. You know how she who must not be named is a terrible human being, right? Yeah. And she has implicit biases, as we have so recently seen, against the LGBTQ community 
and other communities as well, even though we always thought that she didn't because of how she wrote this book. However, look at the love that survived the longest and was the healthiest, the most cisgendered white love in the entire series. Yikes. Yikes. You definitely, why did you just ruin Molly and Arthur for me? Like, I didn't need you to do that. I didn't need you to do that. Not at all. I didn't ask for this. Molly and Arthur don't deserve it. That bitch does. I'm just. (laughs) Now I'm mad. I'm I'm mad at myself that, like, my brain just did that connection. I'm so mad. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) But, like, no. Like, really, though? Like, look at all the other romantic loves. Who are the ones that survived the longest? Well, I mean, the ones that we know of. I mean, like, quote, unquote, canon. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I don't want to talk about this anymore. Anyways. I'm so sorry. uh, I don't want to talk about this. uh, Just a strong fuck that bitch. Uh, It's not Molly and Arthur's um, doing. Anyways, they're innocent in all this. They're, they're fine. Let's just move on. I'm Anyways. sorry to bring she who must not be named into this. Mm-hmm. Anyways, they are innocent in all of this. They are united in their <laughs> actions, and they work together to defeat darkness, a.k.a. she who must not be named. When <laughs> They would totally fight against her. 1,000%. And that's why I'm saying they're innocent in all of this. All right? Anyways. So when Grimald Place is no longer an option for headquarters, obviously they open up their family home because they are pure. All in all, they show us that love is important. Uh, they might not have money or fancy material possessions, but they have true love. And that's what binds them together. Not just their romantic love, but even their familial love. Um, I don't think it's an accident that theirs is just one of the happiest stories in the series. But also, we could be wrong. I don't know. I don't know, it, Maybe it's so sorry. Maybe, I don't know. But anyways, all in all, they teach us that, you know, together you can live through even the hardest of times. Yeah, like, they really take it to the next level of, like, you know, till, till not till death to his part, but, like, you know, for lo- like love is for life. Like, yeah. you're committed. To, through thick and through thin. Through thick and thin. There we go. Sickness through- and in health. They are the wedding vows. That's what they are. Yes, they are. It's so cute. I well, mean... Glad we ended it on a happy note. No, nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. Even the one, the one I'm shit, so guys, that we had happy, that we're like, all right, all the other ones are tragic because people be dying and people be <laughs> sacrificing and all the good stuff. It was ruined. Soiled. 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 <laughs> you soiled it. This well, was the love episode, and it became the tragedy episode. Yeah, really, we should just rename it. Like, this should just be, like, tragic times at Ridgemont High. Like, that's what I want this to be called. Love is great, but it's also a tragedy. <laughs> love is great. Don't buy into it. So, I'm, I'm so that's sorry. the end of this episode. No. Because uh, <laughs> we have to. People oh, like, no. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. I'm sorry. Why oh, are you no. not talking about... Oh this God, love, Elizabeth, because you know we talked about the other relationships in the past because we've done those characters we've done dumbledore yeah. and his sexuality we've done harry and jenny and romine and draco and all that jazz but we haven't talked specifically about snape and lily and there's a reason for this and it is because the broom chicks well two of us 
Marianne's neutral. She's always Switzerland for yeah. the most part. But, yeah. you know, for debate purposes, she likes to fight us on the other side to get me and Jenny more riled up. <laughs> but Jenny and I are of the mentality that this whole love BS that came about in book seven about Snape being in love with Lily. And it is that love that ended up basically saving the whole storyline. We call bull shit. It's just, I, okay. Snape did not feel love for Lily Potter. Come at me. I don't care. That is not love. Let me correct the sentence for you. Snape thought he felt love for Lily Potter. And it was not. But he was seriously misguided and a piece of human trash. He is a (laughs) seriously piece of human trash. This is why our Snape episode has been put off for so long. Because Jenny and I are just going to be heated the whole time. Like, I literally won't be able to get through that episode without cursing and it's gonna be me sentence. it's gonna be me nervous laughing through <laughs> trying to engage in, Honestly, in conversation we should have just recorded it during snowmageddon so that i could have just melted the entire state of texas like i could have ah! found our way out of the energy crisis it's it's bad because so much of the fandom latches on to the always Ugh. the you know snape loves her always it's I, definitely it's definitely changed nowadays. I think more people now tend to lean on that good. Snape as people trash, should hate but, him. He's disgusting. Yeah. I don't want any listener or reader of the Harry Potter series think that that is true love. Because it no, is because not. It's not. Because if you're going to wait around for that, then you're going to get some creepy stalker who's yes. going to literally like he upended his whole life for an unreciprocated type of affection. And it wasn't Think even Think about affection. like if that it happened to a person. It was obsession. If we saw that type of behavior from anyone to our own friends, we would be scared for our friends and want them to get a restraining order against him. I have a lot of things that I could say right now that I'm not going to say, but I'm just saying he's a fucking creeper. He's... He's a creeper. I don't want anyone to ever, ever think that that is an acceptable form of love from someone in your life because it is Mm -hmm. absolutely unacceptable. Come at me. Fight me on social media. Email me. I don't care. I will convince you otherwise. I don't think anyone's going to fight you. (laughs) deserve better than that trash. Elizabeth is like, please come fight me. (laughs) Well, everyone's like, yeah. 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 he's so gross there's still people that like him no there are, i forgot there to tell are. you guys because it came up in our last episode freaking wayne oh wayne we, we love man. you but he texted me the other day that something happened like i don't know if they were watching harry potter or something came up about snape and he texted me and he was like snape is trash hate that guy and i was like yeah yes wayne thank you i'm dead I, like, died laughing. I don't think that he knows, like, why he was saying it, but the important thing is that he said it. That's good, because the last episode all of you listened to, he was like, my favorite character is Snape. And then I was, was like, it? Why? Was that his favorite character? Yes. Oh, yes. my God. I How already forgot. How embarrassing for him. Like, ew. Wayne, Wayne. <laughs> and There's he so also many wanted Dumbledore to be his papa. Like, no. He, didn't he also know. texted me that Dumbledore was trying. 
it's oh, all good. Amazing. Like I'm fixing it little by little, putting the pieces together. I'm about to text him and be like, let's have a phone call today so I can explain to you like why Snape is human garbage. <laughs> It's amazing. But that's all I'm going to get into today because there is a lot more of Snape's disgustingness and infatuation and obsession that we'll go more into on his own episode. But yeah, I just want all of our listeners to know, hold out for better. You do not deserve a Snape in your life because that's disgusting (laughs) and you should be worried. And that's it for today. Hope you had a wonderful time with us. If you liked it so much and you want more, then follow us on the social media. You can find us on Instagram at the Three Broom Chicks. You can also follow us on the Twitter at the number Three Broom Chicks. And go like our Facebook page, the Three Broom Chicks. And make sure to catch us next time. We are going to take a fun break. It's everyone's favorite series. Potter for Dummies is back with our favorite Potter dummy, Alexis. And we are going to delve into books three and four and see what a Harry Potter novice thinks of Mm -hmm. that mess. And go over the the bullet points. ever. Going over the important bullet points. Amazing. So excited. And as always, we are the Three Broom Chicks. And love, 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 love. There's a war going around around us. (laughs) 